Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com, and you're listening to a crossover episode. So whenever you hear that cool little song, that means this is a crossover episode between a couple of my podcasts. So in this particular episode, I'm crossing, this is going to be posted on as an episode of Nice Guys Finish Free, which is on the Launchpad Media Network. So if you don't subscribe to the Launchpad Media yet, please do just go on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, look up the Launchpad Media. They have a lot of really cool shows. And you get them all by subscribing to one podcast feed. My show, Nice Guys Finish Free, is released every Sunday. Now, this will also be an episode on my uh, standalone podcast, The Alex Merced Cast, just because this is an argument that I want all my listeners to hear um, because I think it's important and I think it's a useful one when you're talking about um, government. So one of the issues that a lot of libertarians have is we want a lot of the things that government does to not be done by government, to be done by more private or free market entities problem is when you talk to people and you say privatize or you know get the government out of it what they imagine is that the government will just auction off let's say a park which means the person who was willing to pay the most will buy it and the person who will pay the most doesn't want it to be a park they may want to build like a big commercial mall on top of it and that is sort of scary to them now, when you live in a free market, you know, selling things to the highest bidder isn't the only way you can sell things. Um, and with legal contracts, you can create all sorts of different possible arrangements. So it doesn't necessarily mean we can't be creative in the way we privatize, in the way we, uh, or voluntarize, in the way we shift functions of government into more independent bodies that are more driven by those who choose to be part of it. Okay, and, the, and a big reason for that, before we even get to how, is for better governance. Because here's the problem. I mean, right now, many of the par- a lot of people are upset because the parks are shut down because the government is shut down. And does the, the reason why the government shut down have anything to do with the parks? Not at all. Okay, if that government, if that park was run by an independent body funded independently, that park would still be open. That people would be able to go enjoy their vacations. So there's a reason for creating that sort of um, diversification of how these things are handled and funded and and run. So that way, when there's a problem in one area, it doesn't affect everything else. But how do you do it? How can you privatize that park but keep it a park? So, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this because when you create corporate entities, there's a, you have a lot of flexibility in what you do. So if I had my druthers, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Um, the way I'd do it is if I were the government, I would create a corporation, a special corporation that would then basically become the new owner of the park. So instead of selling the park to somebody, you're basically giving it to this new corporation. And then what you would do is do a new securities offering. So kind of like when a company like Facebook does an IPO, people can buy shares, but it wouldn't just be a auction where basically people can just, whoever's willing to pay the most gets it, or everyone can buy as many shares as they want. Um, this would be sort of a very limited type sale where people can buy a limited number of shares at a set price. And the shares would be unique. It wouldn't be like you're buying a share of a stock in a company where, you know, you hope to earn money, where the price may go up, even though that's possible, um, or where the company pays you a dividend. And here there would actually be a negative dividend. Um, because the purpose of the corporation is to just run the park, but the park needs funding. So basically a negative 
dividend, essentially a tax. Um, and basically, let's say a 6% negative dividend based on whatever the par value of the stock is, we'll say 100. For every share you'd buy, you'd have to pay six bucks a year for owning it. Now, you don't have to buy the share. So the only reason you would buy the share is because you care about the park. So by buying the share, you you have the obligation of having to pay that negative dividend every year. But you get voting power, so you can vote on who runs the park, you can vote on changes to the park, etc. So basically, by having a limited number of shares, by saying, okay, hey, people can't buy more than, let's say, 1,000 shares. Um, you know, whatever... You'd have to sit there and do the math. So basically, when you sell the shares, you would raise the initial money for the park to be independent. So the park has money to continue operating. Let's say, you know, you raise, let's say, 10 years operating budget through the IPO. And basically, the people who buy it are people who care about the project. They can vote on who runs the project. So you get better governance because you have people who are more tied directly to it. Because if I only have a share, not in just this one corporation that's handling this one thing, it's easier for me to kind of keep track of what's going on and and be able to say, I think this person's going to be the best person to be involved and would have a board. It would just basically, it's kind of like a government just for that park. Because essentially that's what a government is. A government's just a very large-scale corporation, okay? And every voter is a shareholder, and they have one share, for, so they get one vote. That's literally what a government is, in, or a democratic government is in most cases. And all corporations are really mini democracies, um, if you're really, or mini representative democracies in a sense where you don't directly vote on things, but you vote on people who represent you to decide things. You vote on the board of directors, and the, the board of directors is similar to voting for like Senate and Congress, and then they appoint people to run things. So you could create this sort of specialized IPO and you could basically offload a lot of government properties, still kind of lock them into doing what they're doing, but no longer is their politics going to be tied into the politics of everything else. One, no longer um, also when it comes to like hiring and whatnot, the people who are going to be involved in making the decisions are going to be people who are more qualified because they're not being hired by people who are also hiring people elsewhere. Okay, the people who are hiring, the people in the military aren't hiring the people who run the parks. Um, you know, it's, you're going to get better governance. And you could do, it doesn't, it's not just parks you could do that with, you could do that with different government departments. So if you're going to have a government department with particular responsibilities, you could make it, in the, you could kind of create it as this sort of independent corporate uh, And again, it could be a sort of modified corporation with rules uh, that sort of address people's concerns but still kind of shifts it to a more sort of voluntary funding type situation, shifts it to sort of a situation where the people who are making a lot of decisions are closer to the decisions and can give it better oversight, and you get just a better overall governance. It's not like a perfect or sort of like a simple privatization in the sense where you just sell it to whoever wants to buy it. You are sort of creating an entity that people who have a vested interest can, can participate in voluntarily. And, you know... Another approach is kind of turning it, which is basically what this is, turning it into some more of a, a co-op type entity where basically those who care about it have a stake in it, but it's not for profit. It's, it's, it's actually a cost. It's an obligation, but it's an obligation you choose to take on. And if you do these IPOs and you can't raise the money, um, you can't sell these shares to people who care about the project, then maybe it's not something that's needed. So at the same time, you can also determine what's valued by uh, society. 
So basically, I mean, if you can't raise shares for people to, for let's say a portion of the department, a function of the Department of Education to be independently run and funded, then maybe people just don't think that's worth having. So this gives you, this operates several tools. Again, it helps distribute the governance in a better way. It helps you fund this through a voluntary mechanism. And three, um, helps you determine sort of what is, what functions of government are valued and which ones aren't by society. So point I'm saying is you can privatize in creative ways. It's, privatization doesn't just have to mean just sell it to who's ever willing to pay the most. Privatization should not be a way that government raises money. Um, privatization should be a way that we can spin off these functions to the people who care about them the most. And by using these different covenants, again, when you create these corporations, there could be contracts that say, okay, as long as this corporation owns a park, it must uh, run it, operate it as a park. Um, and basically, it cannot sell the park for X many years. So this way, you know, it's locked into doing certain things for a period of time. And then so that's going to attract shareholders who are okay with that. Um, and anyone can do that now. For example, if I wanted to sell a house to somebody, I could do that. I could sit there and say, hey, I'll sell you the house, but you have to agree to these. You have to agree to not redo the house for this period of time, not make these kinds of changes to the property. And if it's in the contract, it's in the contract. So this is not something, this is, it's not something outside of the bounds of what a normal free market transaction can be. But this is a structure of a transaction that could be something that is, uh, allows for the governance people want over these things without, again, the involuntary funding, without uh, the poor governance uh, of, the, of just centralizing everything in one entity. So that's really what I want to get out there. If you guys enjoy this kind of discussion, enjoy what I have to say, please support what I'm doing. And there's many ways you can support what I'm doing. You can become a supporter, a monthly supporter, either by monthly contributions of uh, US dollars or monthly contributions of crypto by going over to donate.alexmerced.com where you'll find a link to my Patreon, where you'll find a link to my Bitbacker where you can donate crypto monthly. Um, and thank you to the people over there at SmartCash for becoming my first sponsor on Bitbacker. And also, you can buy uh you can buy my book so by going to buybook.alexmerced.com you can buy a copy of my book i'm already working on my second one uh you can buy t-shirts over there at t-shirts.libertarian101.com so there's many ways to support me and also consider supporting the launchpad media by going to the launchpadmedia.com and becoming a supporter but any support you give to what i'm doing the more i can do it the the higher the bigger scale i can do it and it's very much appreciated uh i have a lot to say, a lot of ways to kind of help shape the conversation to a more productive one. And uh, so that way we can move forward and get make change happen. So this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. And thank you. If you're listening to the Alex Merced cast, thank you. Tell your friends. Leave a review. If you're listening to the Nice Guys Finish Free on the Launchpad Media, again, head over to iTunes and Google Play. Leave a review. Tell your friends about the show. Thank you guys so much for all the support over the years. And... Uh, Hopefully you guys found this interesting. Thank you very much.